Welcome back to the My Story in 30 podcast. My name is Paige Fong. I'm the Fit for Business lead. Um, today we have Temi here with us. Do you want to do an introduction? For sure. Um, so my name is Temi. Um, my full name actually is Temi Dayo Hekeju, but I go by Temi. Um, I'm currently a second going to my second year at uh, TRSM studying accounting and finance. Um, I also work full time. Um, I work in sales. Um, yeah, and it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. We're excited to have you. Yeah. Uh, so, Temi, you have actually um, wanted to get more involved. Uh, so this is a great outlet for you to obviously make your mark, share with the audience your experience. You have quite an untraditional uh, university experience. So I'm excited to have you on here and share that with, with our listeners because it's not, not everyone goes through that full four years of their undergrad. Um, a lot, a lot of people definitely veer away from that path, and maybe they're coming in from different schools, maybe they have a past university experience, um, or maybe they just take a couple more years, right? So really excited to have you and kind of diving into your experience, because I think you have a lot to share. Um, so on that note, can you give us kind of an overview of what um, your university journey has been? For sure, yeah. So um, I grew up in Nigeria. Um, and I moved here to Canada for school um, when I was 16, so 10 years ago in 2013. Um, I did a year of high school here, um, as well as Nigerians as we do. Um, and afterwards, I moved uh, to university um, at 17. Um, at the time when I was going to university, uh, my parents wanted me to study civil engineering. I wanted to study architecture. Um, but my parents were super traditional parents. Um, you know, they saw engineering as more successful, you know, that's where you make the money. Um, so long story short, I went to university at 17 for engineering. Um, I absolutely hated it, didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, and I knew right away I didn't like it. Um, so I struggled with engineering for a couple of years, uh, for three years to be precise. Um, and then I dropped out of school. Um, so I dropped out of school at 20. At the time when I dropped out, I wasn't doing well academically. Um, a couple of semesters, a couple of exams, I didn't even show up. Um, I couldn't even tell my parents um, that I dropped out because um, it got really expensive at the time for my parents, so I couldn't afford uh, international tuition anymore. Um, so it, it kind of, I look back now and it kind of saved me in a way. Um, so yeah, for the next couple of years, I had to work. Um, and it took five years for me to really discover myself. 20-year-old me, you know, think, I think people mature very different, at, you know, levels, different ways, you know. Also through different experiences. Through different experiences. I think 20-year-old me was pretty immature for, you know, compared to a lot of other people. Um, I think it's just how we are sometimes. Like, I, I don't think I had a lot of experiences that would have made me mature then. Um, but I'm grateful for the next five years afterward because it's it's made me the person I am today. Um, I remember when I had to drop out of school, you know, the jail. I remember I had to deal with, you know, being kicked out of apartments, you know, because once the money dried up, it dried up completely. You know, I was completely dependent on my parents then. And life kind of forced me to kind of become my own person that time. Um, I remember going in for one of my very first interviews trying to find a job and the interviewer, I'm um, sorry, stopped me and said, you know, 
you're a nice young man, but I think you should volunteer for a bit because you still seem very green. Like, you know, your people skills aren't there. Like, you still seem like you're still new to the country. You really haven't assimilated. And while that hurt to hear, it was it was truth. It was it was, uh, it was something I took with me. So I volunteered for a bit. Um, Where did you volunteer? At the church, actually. I volunteered at the church. Um, and it put me in a, you know, I had, it was uncomfortable at first, I'd say. You know, they put me out as a greeter and just saying hi to random people. And it brought me out of my shell. I think naturally I'm an introvert, or I like to say I'm an introvert. And I think a lot of us tend to stick with labels and not put ourselves in situations that we think our labels won't fit to or fit with. And I think by doing that, we limit ourselves. Um, you know, just doing that for two, three months, it really brought me out of my shell, you know. I found myself finding the natural, like, and what I would say at the time was an unnatural courage to talk to people. And, you know, three months afterwards, I said, you know what, I feel comfortable now. I feel like I'm really out of my shell. Let me try applying for jobs again. And I got a job in retail, um, in sales, specifically, which is, you know, you talk to people every day, every day, you kind of own those same skills. And in the next five years, that's what I did. I worked full times in full time in wireless sales. Um, I think, and and you know, that led me to where I am today. Working in sales, I realized you know the things that I like. I realized my strengths. You know, I realized I actually do like talking to people. I do like uh, problem solving. You know, when a customer comes to me and says, "Hey, like I don't know," you know, I want a phone, for instance. But I don't know what phone I want. I don't know what I want to purchase. To me, I see it as a problem, almost like a game. I'm trying to figure out what they want just by you know, asking them questions. I figured I really like this. And then I start to connect with the business side of things and realize, you know, these skills that I have, these strengths that I think that I have, I think they would serve me well if I decided to, you know, go back to school now because um, this is not engineering. This is more in line with what I like. And I remember even when I was in engineering in my previous university, um, I hated every single course I took, aside from one, and it was called engineering economics. And I was like, you know what? Let me go back to school. Like, you know, this this one experience I had with that course was so different from the rest. Uh, maybe I should do this instead. Um, I don't think at the time I was a hundred percent sure that it was business, um, because I don't think you need to be a hundred percent sure. It's like you know, I think an interest was good enough for me to at least explore it. And once again, I decided to put myself in an uncomfortable, you know, position and you know, go back to school. Um, and then I'm so how many? Sorry, how many years since you um, dropped out and then you worked full time? How many years in between until you re-enrolled and applied for school? Five years before I got in, I actually applied in 2020, 2021 as well. So I applied by the third and fourth years. Um, I actually didn't get in in either one of those years. Um, and then in the fifth year, I got in, um, and then yeah, I had to write like a really good supplemental essay, uh, trying to explain my case, and I got in as a mature student at TME. Awesome, awesome. Um, I think your experience and your story has a lot in there to unpack, and I think there's just a lot of different layers in that too. Um, going, like there's a lot of different components in there, so obviously being an international student, having family pressures, there as well too, financial pressures, trying to navigate what you're interested in. 
Um, and just really trying to go through the ringer, really, just trying to figure out like where you're meant to be and when you're meant to be in that spot, I think is, is huge too. So from your journey, I think, like coming back to Tier SM, can you describe how that felt coming back in five years later? Um, yeah, it was, I think it was, um, I think there's a lot of emotions to describe it. It was, I was very nervous going back in. I was, I remember that summer when I got in, I was pretty anxious. I, my partner is a teacher. She's a high school teacher. So, you know, I got so nervous. I asked her, do you have any textbooks from like grade 11 or 12 that I could just look at? Because I felt I had been out of, you know, formal education for so long that, you know, maybe there's rust, maybe you don't remember how to do simple math anymore. And I remember being super nervous about that. Um, and I think that's when I noticed one of the first, you know, differences with, you know, TMU as a school in TRSM. I got an email maybe like a month before the start of university. And there was this program where, you know, I think it was a summer math workshop where they kind of brush up on you like your high school math and everything before you go in. Um, that's just one of so many resources that the school has. And just going through that two week workshop, like, you know, I remember the first day I kind of felt rusty, but that kind of brought me up to speed. And then, you know, muscle memory kicks in and it's amazing what the brain does remember. I think high school for me at the time was maybe 10 years prior, um, but I was able to remember most of it. Um, yeah. And, you know, aside from anxiousness, there was also a lot of excitement. For a long time there, I felt stuck. I felt unambitious. You know, I lost a lot of drive. Um, you know, with all that uncertainty, you know, I felt I was disappointing my parents. Um, but yeah, once I got back into school, you know, I got that excitement back, you know, that ambitiousness that, you know, when I'm this age, I want to do this now. I got that back and it was, it was exciting. It was an exciting time. It's, it's, I can imagine it's scary to come back into um, an environment that's familiar, but also unfamiliar yeah. at the same time. Um, when you came back in, you had mentioned obviously you took advantage of some resources that were available to you. Um, did you, how did you find, I guess, like integrating into the university? You know, like I said, um, like the workshop, for instance, was just one of the many, very many resources that TMU, you know, puts out for students. Um, honestly, I didn't even have to try. Like the workshop it came into my email. TMU and TRSM does a pretty good job of putting the resources in your face. Like it's like you know, even if you don't need it at the moment. I remember learning about ISS, like you know, international student support, in my very first, you know, when you're you know getting ready for school. And like the moment I was like, you know, I had an issue with immigration. I was like, I need to get this sorted. And I remembered ISS because well, TMU had pretty much pushed it in my face. You know. Um, so over the, the, my first year, there were so many resources that I used and I didn't even have to seek them out. Like it's, it's right there for you. Um, like, you know, like if, whether it's student accommodations or like, you know, academic support, um, like I said, the emails you get, it's their, their constant reminders that the school really supports you. Yeah, definitely. And I, I also think that's such a great point too. Like it's in your face and you may not need it at the time, but it might come back to you. Yeah. Um, there are so many supports and resources available. Sometimes it's also even overwhelming that there's so many. Uh, but I think just even asking if there's not something available that you're looking for, there's mm -hmm. always something <laughs> available uh, or you just need to connect to the right person. 
Um, so you would also mention that you had come into business management. Yeah. Um, now knowing obviously you're going into moving into the accounting finance program, um, can you share a little bit about that and like why you had decided to change programs? Um, I want to bring this up also because I think it's a scary situation for sometimes for students to yeah. recognize like oh I actually don't like my program yeah. I recognize I want to transfer um, but I'm scared to make the move yeah absolutely um, I think it that is definitely definitely a, uh, something I you know completely understand in my first university experience um, you know when I struggled academically I didn't even think about transferring because you know feel so much pressure like you know as a student you're like we see it as failure when we have to change or when we have to adjust and you know, no one likes to fail I think because life had already forced me to do that like you know the switch program from engineering I think it was a little bit easier taking that step uh, but for anyone out there that's you know debating or thinking about it um, you don't want to wait till life forces you to do that you know Take that step, um, you know, find out as much as you can about whatever program you want to transfer to and, and you know, do it or, you know, talk to people about it. Don't, you know, I remember when I struggled in university, I struggled alone and that's the, you know, worst thing you can, you know, just sit with your thoughts and not share them with other people that could potentially help. Um, even when I was sure and absolutely certain that I wanted to transfer to accounting and finance, I still lean on the support that the school provided to, you know, go talk it over with them. I was like, you know, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. Um, and the school kind of works with you to, you know, plan out your your university experience and even your outside of university experience. I spoke to, you know, academic support, but I also talked to the career consultants and said, you know, this is where I want to be in five years when I'm done with school. Um, how do I get there? And you know, lean on the support that you know, resources the school has, lean on your friends and talk to them. You know, you might not be able to talk to your parents about these things, but even talking to a friend takes away a lot of, you know, the weight that you feel on your shoulders and you never know, you might be more open talking to your parents. And they, you'd be surprised, they, they very much could be more receptive to it than you, you know, you think. I remember when I came out to my parents and told them, you know, your money got tight and I had to drop out of school. When I decided I was going back, I spoke to my parents and they were like, why don't you just go finish your degree? And that's when I came out to them and said, you know, I absolutely hated what I was doing. I couldn't tell you when I was younger, um, but I absolutely hated it. And it wasn't even a big deal to them. They just want to see you thrive. They want to see you happy. They want to see you do well. And, you know, even in my case, where my parents made me do something I didn't want to study at, it wasn't out of ill intentions, it was out of, you know, love and concern for me. So, all this to say, you know the support you have, make that jump. Um, if you are thinking about switching programs, do it, um, explore. Um, I'm a 26-year-old mature student, I see myself as a very young person. My interests could change, I could definitely do something else, but I've learned that you can jump like people make changes to their career in their 40s and their 30s and i'm not the oldest mature student here it's never too late to change yeah and i i like really admire what you had just said and i think your perspective and the positive mindset that you have is is huge um probably like 20 year olds you probably wouldn't have believed where you are now you know like 
I think the mindset has absolutely propelled you, um, and I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, when you had come out to your parents, letting them know like you're re-enrolling in school, um, have that support that they gave you, like that goes such a long way. It does. It goes such a long way. And does do you feel like that kind of has really helped, like, mo- like add to your motivation? Hundred percent. Um, fuel to the fire. <laughs> fuel to the fire. It's a. Uh, it's almost also a lack of pressure. Um, I don't know about you, but I, you know, sometimes I could do well with pressure, but for the most part, I would prefer not to work under pressure. Um, I think that's one of the biggest differences between my first go at university and now. Um, there's a lot more actual support. Um, there's, because now I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more independent, I'm doing it for myself. Um, so my parents support me now, regardless of what I do. I think in the past, you know, they did support me, but you just get stuck in your own head and you, you know, you run all these simulations and you're like, you know, if I tell them this, you're going to disown me. And it just builds this pressure, you know, um, and yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's something that I'm thankful for. I have a lot of support from now my friends, my partner, my friends, um, and it feels, it feels free. It feels free. If, if tomorrow I wake up and I decide, you know what, accounting finance is actually not for me. Um, I want to study something else. I feel free to make that decision, free to, free to explore. And there's just, uh, it, it really allows you to thrive. So it's, it's something I'm enjoying right now. Awesome. Awesome. I love to hear it. And I also, I just think, like, the honesty, they're so genuine and coming from a good place and intention. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also touch on, like, you working full time. Yeah. Um, also, while being in school. Yeah. How did you manage that? Because it's hard like even a lot of students coming into university um the speed of university versus high school is extremely different right yeah. so how are you managing working um and then obviously studying as well too and coming into a totally different program yeah um i think it's a couple of things i think uh definitely five years ago i would not have been able to do it i think you kind of train yourself when i first started working i started working part-time and you know, working 20 hours a week, and then 25, and then it seemed like a lot of work for you know, like a young, like you know, a young person. You're like, oh my god, like I can't believe I have to go into work. And you know, eventually I started working full time, and you kind of juggle that. And in juggling that, you kind of have to time manage in a way. You kind of have to fit in your hobbies with things that you like to do outside of work. So you get a little bit of experience doing that. Um, so eventually, when I go back to school. It was more work in terms of like, you know, there's more load dealing with full-time work and full-time school, but the ability to already, you know, prioritize and say, okay, this is my time to study. This is my time to go play tennis. This is my time to game. Um, just being able to already do that was just now fitting something else with the school. Um, I think another big part is knowing yourself, knowing your limits, knowing your, uh, you know, your strengths. Um, in my case, I'm someone that deals very well with structure. So before I thought about doing it, I said, you know what, I'm only going to be able to work 20 hours per week, maybe 25 per week. Um, so when I was actually doing that workshop, that's what I actually did. I did maybe um, I had a class every day during the workshop, and I broke my hours to 30 hours. I'm like, you know what, I could tack on a little bit more. So at the start of school, I said, let me just try working full time, and and school at the same time, and if it doesn't work, you know, I can cut back on my work hours. Um, so I just structured everything, and I was like, you know, 
I stacked all my classes during the week and I only worked Monday to Friday. And I said, you know what? If it means that from Monday to Friday I'm completely busy morning to night, I'm fine with that because then I have my weekends to, you know, have my hobbies, catch up on school. Um, and yeah, once you have your structure going, um, it becomes a little bit easier. But once again, like I'm different from you, other people are different. You kind of have to know yourself to know what your limits are, know what your strengths are, how you are time management. It's 100% something you can improve on because, um, and I, I think about my 20 year old self and I, I lacked discipline and it's 100% something you can work on no matter where you are because if I can do it, I think anyone can do it because I, yeah, I, I struggled a lot with discipline as so the fact that I'm here and being able to say, you know, I completed your full-time school and full-time study is to me, it's, it surprises me. No, yeah. Yeah, and I definitely applaud you for that. I think it's something to be respected, um, but I also don't think it's necessarily for everyone. To your point, like, not everyone has limits. Everyone has um, barriers as well too to that. So I think it's such a great thing that you're able to do, um, both at the same time. Yeah. Do you think, like, is there? Are you like a write it down on a piece of paper kind of person, or is there something that you use to stay this organized? Because I actually think like. This is a great takeaway for a lot of people probably listening too. Like the way that you learned um, in previous years might change. Yeah. So is there something in place that actually helps you? Yeah. Um. It's funny because usually I try to tell myself that it's not good to you know I don't like writing it down. I I'll remember it, but it's it becomes very quickly becomes a very tough uh, juggling act uh, trying to balance everything together uh, in your head. Um, I use Google Calendar. I think it's really nice that, you know, when I go back, I hadn't, when I go back to school, I hadn't used Google Calendar before. Um, so I kind of felt like a boomer <laughs> coming back in. Um, but then just having that, like, you know, even like for our meets, um, you know, telling a friend, hey, like, you know, I'm going to put in my calendar and just being able to wake up and say, this is what I have. It kind of helps you map out your life. I still do a lot of it in my head because uh, that's just what's more natural to me. But um, I'm trying to do more in terms of putting it down because there's, you know, once it's down, it's it's in the cloud. It's 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 you can't really lose it. It's much better than you know trying to do it all yourself. Um, yeah, um, you know, just to touch a little bit back on like the previous question about working. Um, while I wouldn't encourage everyone to work full time at the same time as going to school, I think I would encourage people to work part time while going to school. I think it's a uh, I think no matter where you work, even if it's in McDonald's, I think there are a lot of skills that you gain. There's a lot of life skills that you gain. Um, I actually do better when I have more things doing. Um, right now, I'm only taking two classes, and I'm kind of struggling with the two classes just to keep myself zoned in, as opposed to when I'm juggling five. And that's how I am. It might be different for other people, but I do encourage people, especially university students at 18, at 19, at 20, or whatever it is, to, to work at the same time, just because, you know, there's so many benefits, like, you know, you kind of learn people's skills, you learn what it is working in the real world, you kind of get a sense of, uh, you know, working for money and managing your money. It's different from when your parents give you money and you don't know the worth of it when you have yeah. to work for it. 100%. It's, it's, uh, it's really different. So I'd encourage any student to, to do it. Um, there's a sense of camaraderie. Like I love my coworkers. Um, I've met a lot of really good people through work. Um, 
just one thing I've heard that I felt, uh, you know, students university too. Yeah, and I, 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 that actually makes me think back to like my university experience, like mm-hmm. my best friend in university um, relied a lot on his parents. Um, and I always had two part-time jobs while I was in university, so I made him get, get a part-time job. At the time, he was not happy about it, but like looking back, like the skills that you gained from it, the lessons that you learned, the responsibility, yeah. um, and the, the, even just like self-management it is huge, and just the dis- discipline and the camaraderie. Like, I think there's just so much that you can learn outside of that, and if you're able to juggle both, like I think it's such a great thing to get involved in, or even like student groups, for Absolutely. example, um, or even like volunteer experiences. Like I think anything additional outside the classroom can really benefit you in a lot of different ways. Um, so I really appreciate you sharing that too and taking the time to touch on that because I totally 100% agree that you can gain so much from it. Um, I also just wanted to ask you, just kind of we ask all of our um, guests on Vice uh, Radio podcast, like if you were to go back to your first year self, what advice would you give yourself? So I would definitely tell myself to be more involved in the community. I think when I came back to school, um, I was so fixated on, you know, performing well academically. Um, you know, that's where I put all my time into, like, you know, doing, doing all my classes. Um, that I kind of, you know, didn't get myself involved in, in you know, the school community. It's a little bit harder here at TMU because it's a commuter school. Everyone kind of comes in, you know, finishes their classes, and heads out. But it, it really does get lonely sometimes at the moment where and you know I spend time on Reddit and on Reddit and you know every week you see a thread saying hey like how do you make friends like you know and I think I wish in my first year I didn't realize until much later that I tapped into more into like the student groups like you know tapped in more into so there's a lot of student groups here at TMU like a lot uh diff- very different interests like you know and it doesn't even have to align with your program at all. I know a lot of people, like for instance, they see like a group like Toronto Met Accounting and they're like, well, I'm not an accountant, so it's not, you know, really something I want to join. But you don't have to limit yourself. You could absolutely join, even if it's not related to your program. Like, there's a chess club. There's a chess club, right? <laughs> there's a, like, I think there's a K-pop club. Um, so there's the course unions, and then yeah. there's, I think there's over 60 interest groups as well, too. Yeah. There's even one for, so I, I'm a big Formula One fan, and I realized there is one for racing. It's, it's, it's amazing. So it's like, you know, it's, it's another way to connect with the school, uh, connect with other people, um, and, you know, not feel as alone in you know, what is, like I, I said, a commuter school. I really wish I did that more, but it's never too late to change. Um, put yourself in uncomfortable situations like uh, I've heard someone say before um so yeah i definitely do that now going forward you know my my that's what i'm trying to do in my second year my third year my fourth year connect with the school more absolutely absolutely thank you so much for sharing i really appreciate your time and thank you so so much for coming on the podcast thank you guys for having me it's been awesome um yeah thank you so much